I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today, we're going to be talking about understanding your partner's needs. So, it's really important that you understand how human beings operate in order to be a good partner. If you don't understand what's important to other people, it's going to be really hard to give it to them. Right. So, you have to look at what people in general need. So Margaret came up with a good idea for us today on understanding what your partner would need from you in a relationship. Because we all have these needs, but obviously when you're going through a breakup, you're trying to figure out what can I do better next time? What can I do to try and get them back? And this is a good place to start. It's a good thing to understand these basic things that human beings need. Exactly. Now I'm going to quote from Dr. Maslow, mm -hmm. um, a favorite in mental health, and now corporations have also embraced Dr. Maslow's theories mm -hmm. as things that are helpful. And it was considered originally a motivational thing. And what he does is he makes a pyramid um, detailing human needs on it and the order in which they occur. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a breakup with somebody, listen to these needs and think of the needs that it's going to mess up. Mm -hmm. Okay? First, we have physiological needs. Breathing, food, water, shelter, clothing, and sleep. Who eats or sleeps right in the midst of a breakup? Right? Very I know I few people. Right. It absolutely gets us on the most basic level. Yep. People have anxiety attacks and breathe quickly. Who cooks, right? And I, I wanted to say a point about the anxiety yes. attacks. Because I think it's really important for those of you guys that are going through that, and many of you are, right? Having panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Right. It's really good to know that you cannot have a heart attack during a, right. a panic attack. Good point. Okay? Yeah. The heart is connected to a different part of your brain that has no way connected, connected to your brain. Or, I mean, wait, did I say that right? Your heart and your brain, it's a different part of your brain. It's a different part of your brain, <laughs> right. Yeah, so, that, my part of my brain's not working right now, apparently. <laughs> but your heart isn't connected to a part of your brain that is connected to your thoughts. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So if you're thinking, I'm going to have a heart attack, I'm going to have a heart attack, your, your brain doesn't hear it, that part of your brain isn't connected to it, right. you're not going to have a heart attack. But I remember feeling like I was oh, yes. a long time ago. And remember? I mean, if you look at the statistics, there are huge numbers of people who show up in hospital emergency rooms having a panic attack. They're quite familiar with it. Mm -hmm. um, you really do feel like, oh my God, I'm going to have a heart attack. You can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. You can't breathe. Your, your heart's palpitating. And yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're not going to. No. It's not going to happen. Your heart is connected to a part of your brain that has nothing to do with your thinking. Right? Right. So it's like the alligator part of your brain. Right. And 
no matter what you think, your heart's going to keep on going, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So just calm down and relax, because I know a lot of people get scared about and that. And start with the deep breathing. That's the best thing. That's Mother Nature's antidote for anxiety. Mm -hmm. Breathe and try to calm down. Mm -hmm. The world isn't ending this minute. Even though it feels, feels like, like it. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So this is just the order in which needs occur. The physiological needs I just reviewed, you know, food, sleep, breathing. It's interesting that even those basic things are like devastated. Devastated, yes. You know, you yes. can eat. I right. mean, you'll lose 20 pounds easy, yeah. which may be good for me right now. I could use but a little weight. But you certainly <laughs> did. I did. Yeah. I really did lose that. Yeah. I was so... Yeah. Thin when I was going through my breakups. Oh my gosh. And if you have asthma, God help you. Um, mm -hmm. Because it affects breathing. And I've often wondered if asthma um, is originally a trauma response um, to some tough things that happen. Or that's just my thinking. Mm -hmm. Sleep. I mean, many of you are probably having a hard time falling asleep right. or in a very light sleep. Yeah. Uh, I, used to, I used to wake up in cold sweats yeah. every night. I'd have to change, and more than one time, I wake up, change my shirt, change my boxers, uh, change my thong. All right, just making sure they're listening. Yes, well, <laughs> I'm sure they are now. <laughs> I used to have to change my shirt and my boxer shirts, and they would be soaking wet. Sure. And, and it would happen, then I would wound up waking up later. Yeah. And the same thing, it was crazy. And you'd be tired the next day, of course. Of course, and you're just run down. You feel just, and you know, we've talked about this before, but when you're, you know, really tired, your body has a hard time managing the anxiety. Yes, it's exhausting. Because it takes energy right. to calm your anxiety. And you don't have any. So it keeps coming up through the surface, right, right. and you can't deal with it. It's overwhelming. Right. Right? Yeah. All right. The next level up is safety and security. Mm -hmm. Okay? Health, employment, property, family, social stability, feeling of belonging. Mm -hmm. Does a breakup mess up those things, a feeling of belonging? Horribly. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, safety. Safety, absolutely. That person that made you feel safe. Right. Yeah. Right. And safety is a very important issue. And if you get to, to know people well, you find there are some people in the world who never quite feel, feel safe or safely connected. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, in the attachment world, it's called a secure base, a yes. secure feeling. Someplace you're, you're safe and you belong. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that gets messed up too. The next needs are love and belonging. Oh, of right. course, that one is out the window. Here we go. Family, intimacy, and sense of connection. Okay? Your intimacy that you've had with that right. person, your partner. Right. Gone. Gone. And if you're fortunate, you have friends that you can turn to. Mm -hmm. um, but only if you're fortunate. And yep. they get tired of it after a while. Unfortunately. Yeah. But so so yeah. we have to remember that this is among the most basic needs that we're talking about here, are the relationships. Yeah. Next comes self-esteem, confidence, feeling of achievement, and the respect of others. Do you feel good about yourself in the midst of a breakup? No. No. Absolutely not. You feel like you have you feel responsible 
for the entire breakup and always, you blame always. yourself for and the you blame entire yourself yeah. and you beat yourself up yeah. and you go through the if onlys if only I had done this differently if only oh, I yeah. had done that differently and you really don't feel good about yourself no so here's the four basic levels of need that are terribly terribly disrupted yeah. by a breakup absolutely okay and Maslow thinks of you know as one group of needs is met you can kind of move on to the next one. And at the very top of his pyramid, let me show you, I don't know if you can see it. Can you see this little pyramid? Yeah, they won't be able to see it that well. <laughs> no, but there's the pyramid anyway, in case you wondered what I was looking at. But the final um, phase of Maslow's theory is self-actualization. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a word we heard a great deal for many years. It's dropped off, I think, recently in the last few years. Mm -hmm. But what Dr. Maslow was saying, if your other needs are met, then you're free to evolve to a whole other level mm -hmm. of health and morality and creativity and spontaneity and, you know, just overall how to live in the world. Yeah. And it's called self-actualization. Yeah. And these people were referred to as self-actualized people. And I will only take a minute to tell you the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting. The other thing Maslow suggested is that there's always a human need to grow and improve. And that as you, as you solve the problems that come up on the bottom of the pyramid, then you're free uh, to move on into a, a much different realm. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll just read you a couple of the characteristics. I mean... He says that one of the few people he thinks is a truly self-actualized person is Mother Teresa. Now I'll tell you... Did I make it on the list? Not quite. I think you left <laughs> off at characteristic number 10. But there are 15 characteristics, and I mean, you would have to be Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, um, Eleanor Roosevelt were the only two women he could think of, but Abraham Lincoln and, and Albert Einstein make it here, and Beethoven. Um, but you perceive reality efficiently and can tolerate uncertainty. Tolerating uncertainty is a very difficult task. Oh man, that is really tough. Yes, it is. That is what people going through a breakup are doing. Always. And, and for any of us, any change is disruptive. Mm -hmm. um, accept yourself and others for what they are. How are you going to accept yourself when you're blaming yourself for the entire That's breakup? It. So you don't even like yourself much. Yeah. You're spontaneous in thought and action. You have an unusual sense of humor. If you can keep your sense of humor through anything that happens to you, you'll do better. It's incredibly difficult to have any uh, sense oh, of humor during funny. a breakup. Nothing's funny. No. Um, you're highly creative. You're concerned about the welfare of humanity. Just let me live through this, please. I can't worry about all of humanity mm -hmm. today. So those are some of the saint-like um, qualities we would hope to have if we reach this pyramid peak. But it's just good to remember that if our basic needs aren't met, we can't function as well as we'd like to. Mm -hmm. And on any given day when you're busy and you start to slow down, you have to ask yourself basic questions. Did I have lunch? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Am I upset about something? Um, because if those things aren't under control, we won't be able to go on. And you think about kids in school. Um, who might not have had breakfast. Um, hopefully they get a school lunch because they're not going to learn if they're not fed. So in everyday problem solving, sometimes it's really, use, it's really good um, to think about these basic needs. And again, particularly with kids, if they don't feel that they belong somewhere, anywhere, church, soccer team, family, anywhere, 
then again, they're not going to learn. Yeah. And neither are we. And of course, your partner's needs too. Were those needs met? Yes. You know, you look at the things like, um, what was the relationship like with right. them? Did they have, did you guys have a stable, uh, mm -hmm. like home life that you knew right. you were in a, a nice home or right. you weren't going to get evicted because you couldn't afford the bills? Yes. Um, you know, what, what kind of stability was going on through that relationship? Yeah, and did she worry about my needs? I worried about hers. Did we worry about each other's needs equally? Did we ask each other if we were tired or hungry or, you know, didn't sleep well last night? Mm -hmm. um, those, those things are all very basic parts of life that I think we can easily forget sometimes. Sure. And, and it could be really silly, but if you overlook these basic things, yeah. how are you going to have a healthy relationship with that person? You really can't. Um, and if you're not equally interested in your partner's needs, why bother? Right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be interested in each other's needs. So it's just important to think back about, you know, first of all, what's going on within yourself during this breakup and all right. these unmet needs you're having because yes. it's going to be hard to heal and to be in a better place if you're not meeting your own needs, if you're exactly. not eating. And it's easy to stop doing it. Yes. Yeah. You're not getting enough sleep um, and, and, you know, you're not taking care of yourself. And then, you know, when your partner does, or you do get back with your ex, or you start to date somebody new, you got to be aware of all of these needs as well. Yes, you do. Um, from the bottom up, literally. Yeah. <laughs> from the bottom up, literally. So you just thought it would be nice to share I with I just everybody. thought it would be nice to share because I found it extremely helpful when I was first in social work practice um, to think, look at a family and say, how are they going to progress? Their most basic needs aren't met. Exactly. Yeah. So think of that for yourself too. How are you going to progress if you're not meeting? Yeah, if your basic needs are not met. Exactly. Right. Okay. All right. So that's my speech and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so that's it for this video. If you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching. If you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Uh, but that's it for this video. Margaret, look for Margaret on the website too. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.